0: Welcome to Radiant Church. My name is Andrew. I'm lead pastor. We're so glad you can join us today. From wherever you're watching or listening from, if it's your first time joining us, hey, go to RadiantChurchSC.com and click I'm new. If you fill out that short form online for us as a way of saying thanks, we're going to donate $5 to $1. Of the nonprofits that is listed. Well, just a reminder that as we get started with the second week of Christmas at the movies to get the full experience, you're gonna to want to be here in person at Radiant Church. We we show the clips, we've got the photo booth, all kinds of props. There's a hot chocolate bar each week and different you know Christmas treats as part of the experience as well that we have in our cafe. If you're local, man, you want to be here. Now, if you're not able to join us or or you're not local to the area, let me just tell you these teachings can can stand on their own apart from the in-person experience, but we can't show or play the clips because of copyright laws, okay? Just something to think about. Uh, we kicked off Christmas in the movies uh, last week with, uh, with the movie Elf, and we learned about Buddy and how he drew, you know, kind of drew the parallel between, you know, his own search for his identity and our search for our identity as well. You know, so many of us, you know, we, we want to know why we're here, and we have so many voices that, including, you know, the voice of the enemies we talked about, speaking into our lives, telling us who we should be. And the only voice which matters, though, is God's. And, and God says, you are his masterpiece. You're his greatest creation. He made you with a purpose. Our next movie in this series is, is the 2000 adaptation of How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Now I'm not sure you know if Dr. Seuss ever realized just how big this story would get. You know he wrote it in 1957 and it's become a film adaptation on three different occasions, the 1966 classic animation, the 2000 live-action film that, that we're using at Radiant, and a second animation that was released in 2019. It's a really popular story and I think part of the reason is because we can all relate to the Grinch in some form or fashion. An interview that Dr. Seuss did a long time ago, he revealed the origin of the Grinch wasn't his imagination, it was actually himself. There were health problems that were affecting his wife and Christmas had become just more and more commercialized and he just found himself staring into the mirror one December day feeling kind of bitter towards christmas and the event was such a shock to him that he set out on his own personal quest to rediscover what christmas was all about and with that the grinch was born his own daughter would often remark that Dr. seuss was you know the cat in the hat in his best days <laughs> he was the grinch on his worst what i love about the 2000 um uh, film that we're using here at Radiant Church that explores you know, why the Grinch hates Christmas so much. People don't just wake up one morning and decide, you know, well, today I'm going to be a Grinch. You know, t- today I'm going to cause havoc and pain and be the cause of people's misery. You know, there's always a, a why behind the condition of someone's heart. This is really important. So hear me again here. OK, there's always a why behind the condition of someone's heart. If you want to understand the bitterness and the anger and the greed, you have to understand the why. And in the story of how the Grinch stole Christmas, it's Cindy Lou who who takes an interest in finding out why the Grinch is full of bitterness and hatred and misery. Why does he hate Christmas so much? In many ways, it's not even a story about how the Grinch stole Christmas at all. Really, it's a story of of how Cindy Lou saved the Grinch. In the film, Cindy Lou sets out to interview people who who knew the Grinch in order to discover why he hates Christmas. So in the process, she comes across a story from his childhood, which became the source of, you know, the why behind his antics. He was full of immense pain. And in an effort to impress a girl in his class, he, he made a homemade gift, but he was teased for it. And he was teased for being, you know, hairy. He was the Grinch after all, right? His hair all over the place. He's green, you know. And so, in an attempt to shave his face, he produces a bunch of, you know, shaving nicks. And he comes to school the next day with his face covered in a homemade gift. But he receives ridicule and laughter from his classmates, even his teacher. And so, it's one of those moments where, you know, just kind of years, I guess, of pent-up emotion spill it out. And this immense pain drives him to leave Hooville, climb up to Mount Crumpet and uh, where he's never seen or heard from again. Pain affects people. Pain affects people, and it does so in, in, in ways that have far-reaching consequences, sometimes beyond a single generation, sometimes down to three and four generations. The reality is we live in an imperfect world full of imperfect people who say or do terrible things to us, inflicting pain, which in some cases never quite resolves itself. And because the pain isn't resolved, it festers and grows and hardens hearts, and it turns us into real-life grinches. Near the end of Ephesians chapter 4, we're given some teaching on how to live as followers of Christ in our world. And the author, a man named Paul, he gives these remarks about anger. Ephesians 4 verse 26. And don't sin by letting anger control you. Don't let the sun go down while you're still angry, for anger gives a foothold to the devil. Pain, especially unresolved pain, will certainly give way to anger and that anger provides the enemy all that he needs to gain influence and access into your life. See, behind every angry person is unresolved pain. And behind every insecure person is a painful moment which fueled their insecurity. Behind every rebellious heart is a person whose pain inflicted their rebellion. Behind every person you would label a deviant or a criminal or a compulsive liar, whatever you want to call it, is a story of unresolved brokenness and pain. Now, our pain doesn't give us, you know, an excuse to act out in a Grinch-like manner inflicting harm on other people, but it does explain why someone is full of bitterness and anger and misery and even darkness. And if something isn't done to resolve this pain, it'll consume and destroy that individual from the inside out, and everything and everyone around them will be affected. Maybe you carry unresolved pain today in your life. How has it affected people around you? your relationships, your family. Be honest with yourself for a moment. Has bitterness taken root in your life? Has your past crippled you and crippled who you once were? Do people walk on eggshells around you? Are you angry sometimes without warning? See, pain affects people in the worst of ways. But the good news is this, that God's grace can redirect people. Armed with her knowledge of why the Grinch hated Christmas, Cindy Lou sought to do all that she could to change not only the Grinch, but the hearts of other Whos by extending grace. At their annual Jubilation, the Whos began taking nominations for their holiday cheermeister. And when Cindy does the unthinkable, she nominates the Grinch. Well, it sends shockwaves among the people. And so the Who's, they recognize, you know what? Yeah, holiday cheer should go to the person who needs it the most. So they allow Cindy to extend an invitation to the Grinch to accept this honor as their holiday cheermeister. It's interesting that you know all the Who's knew the importance of extending holiday cheer to the one who needed it the most, yet none of them thought to do this to the Grinch until Cindy Lou shows up. You know, I wish this wasn't the case, but you know, all too often, we find people who carry this label Christian, who despite knowing they should extend grace to everybody, they choose to be selective about who they show grace to. As our world seems to become more and more tribal, with people are choosing to only associate with those who are just like them, we need to extend grace to every person more than ever. We, we don't have the option to show grace to just our political preferences. We, we can't refuse to extend grace to the person who's cheated on their spouse and slept with three different people, you know? Like, we don't refuse grace to those who are struggling with, you know, addictions. We have to give them Jesus. We have to give them grace. We give them the second and the third chance. You know, Jesus always extended grace. He extended grace to the woman who was accused of adultery, and afterwards He told her to leave her life as sin. He extended grace to the paralyzed man and healed him of his condition by forgiving him of his sin. You know, that's what Jesus does. He shows grace first. But often what we do is the reverse. We tend to judge people and condemn them first, and then we extend grace. Like, okay, now that we've kind of dashed you to pieces there, let's hope we can redirect you to God, you know, and then we get shocked when it doesn't happen. But, you know, here's the thing. (laughs) All we're doing, we do that, is just getting people and pushing them further away from God instead of giving them Jesus, who they so desperately need. You have to give them God's grace, and let God's grace do transformative work in their lives. See, the grace of God is, is very powerful. And if we extend this grace to others, it can, and it will, redirect their lives. So how do you react to grinches in your life, then? Well, listen to what Colossians has to say. This is very important, especially for those of you who are followers of Christ here today. Colossians 4, 5, and 6. Live wisely among those who are not believers, and make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversation be gracious and attractive so that you will have the right response for everyone. Are you extending God's grace so we can redirect people in your life? Or are you withholding it and directing them towards a continued path of destruction? Pain will certainly affect people, but God's grace, it can redirect them so that Jesus can transform them transformation isn't our job i can't do it you can't do it only god can and after stealing the who's christmas where does the grinch find himself well at the top of mount crumpet and he's gloating about his victory but as the christmas morning sun rises he doesn't hear the wailing and disappointment that he expected to hear from the who's instead it dawns on him that for the who's christmas wasn't about the materials or the status or the gifts or the lights and traditions it was so much more and in that moment the transformation begins. As the Grinch's heart grows three sizes, his bitterness and his anger and his hatred melts away. For the first time in a long time, he feels love. Grace is the key to unlocking true transformation. Everywhere Christ went, transformation followed. You could tell the people whose lives have been transformed by Jesus, they they couldn't stop talking about it. They were completely different people than they were before. They cared less about tradition, less about hidden knowledge, more about God's love and grace. And it's not that knowledge doesn't matter, but the truth is God's Word doesn't transform you. I mean, I can name person after person who has read and studied and could even quote you scripture, but their lives have not been transformed by the power of Christ. It's more than what you know. It's really honestly about who you know. There's just no cutting corners, man. If you want to experience freedom from your pain and your brokenness, if you want the transformation that only Christ can bring, you need a new heart. You need a new heart. Centuries ago, the people of Judah, they, they find themselves you know, in exile in, in Babylon. We talked about this last week a little bit. And there was a priest named Ezekiel, and he came in the second wave of exiles, and he had a message for God's people. And, and the message was this, that like God was going to restore and transform the nation of Israel. Ezekiel 36, 26 and 27. Lord says this, and I'll give you a new heart, and I'll put a new spirit in you, and I'll take out your stony and stubborn heart. I'll give you a tender, responsive heart, and I'll put my spirit in you so that you will follow my decrees and be careful to obey my regulations. God was promising to give them the ultimate reset button, a chance to live a new, transformed life, and because of what Christ did for us, because He came, as a baby over a thousand years ago, because He died for our sins, because He rose again, God offers us the same. If you ever wanted a true second shot at life, if you wanted just to start over and be the person you know who you could be, this is the transformation you've been waiting for. Like you know, pain, it, it, it too has far-reaching effects, but instead of extending brokenness, this transformation that Christ brings, it extends joy. A joyful Grinch celebrates Christmas with the Whos in his home. No longer full of bitterness, no longer full of anger, instead of destruction, he brings joy. And as Dr. Seuss famously penned at the close of this great story, he himself, the Grinch, carved the roast beast. (laughs) So what's the why behind your pain today? What unresolved pain has affected people negatively around you? Are you ready to change a, a, yeah, a heart of stone for a heart of tenderness? You know, God's grace can take your deepest pain and darkest wrongs and redirect it all to Him. He can transform your life completely today only if you allow Him to do it. So in just a moment, I want to pray for you and I want to help you start the journey to God's restoration and transformation in your life. But before I do that, though, I want to challenge you with something else. Challenge you this week. All of us know real-life grunches in our lives, right? Oh man, boy, do we. Many of us here know some Grinches who need a little bit of grace. So here's what I want us to do. I, I want to challenge you to put into practice what we've been preaching. So in the film, it was Cindy Lou who made the first move and extended the grace to the Grinch. What would happen if you did the same? Extend grace to somebody in your life. Remember the why behind that person's pain. You know, maybe, maybe it's writing a letter to them. You know, you, it's, it's hard to get to them in person. You, it may be too emotionally difficult. So write a letter right? Maybe it's, it's grabbing coffee. Maybe it's getting a gift card. I, I don't know what that first step needs to be, but I can tell you this, that whatever that step is, God can use it and use that little bit of grace to redirect someone to Him and quite possibly transform their hearts forever. Let's pray. Father, I love you. I thank you for your goodness and grace and your majesty. Lord, I pray for those right now who would say, I don't know you, but I want to exchange my heart of stone, my heart of you know, stubbornness, Lord. I, I want to change, exchange my grinchy heart here for a new life in Christ. And if that's you today, you just got to say a prayer. In your own words, it goes something like this, Lord, I'm sorry for my sin. Forgive me for the wrong that I've done. I'm sorry that I've done things that have violated your standards. God, from this day forward, I, I, I know I, I need a Savior in my life. I want you to save me from my sin. And I'm going to follow you and serve you for the rest of my life. I'm not going to call the shots anymore. I'm not going to lead my own self anymore. Lord, from this day forward, you can lead me. You can guide me. Lord, I'm going to submit myself 100% fully over to you. Be my Lord and my Savior here today. God, I pray and save me and give me this new life and new heart. Father, I pray for those who... Uh, they, they have real life crunches they're dealing with right now that are making things difficult. May we remember the why behind people's pain. Remember the why behind the way people act and behave and things that they do. And Lord, I pray that you would impress it upon our hearts to do something gracious this week, to extend grace to people, to remember that everywhere Christ went, he extended grace first and transformation followed. Lord, as we extend grace to those who have been going through immense pain, who might even have meant harm to us as a result of that pain, God, I pray that your transformation would follow. It's your grace would redirect people that Christ would transform hearts and lives. We love you and we praise you and we ask all this in your name. Amen. Hey, we said that prayer. Early. Thanks for listening. If you have any questions or would like to reach out to us, you can do so by emailing us at media at gradientchurchsc.com or visit one of our social accounts on Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube. If you like what you heard today, subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss any future episodes, and give us a five-star rating on the podcast platform that you listen to. We hope you have an amazing rest of your day.